Microphone check, micro, microphone check, microphone check, micro, microphone check. Bienvenidos <laughs> a número 50. <laughs> For the uninitiated, that is episode 50. Yes. Yes, yes, yes of course. But episode 50 of what? Episode 50 of only the most bitchin', rootin', tootin', fucking <laughs> show on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. <laughs> I was looking for the laugh track. Shut! <laughs> but who will, who will avenge me? Who among you will avenge me? That's right, listeners. We're looking for a new co-host. No, let me stop. <laughs> Um, in case you don't know, uh, I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And together we are Robots, Robots versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes. 50th episode. 50th episode ever. <laughs> there will never be another episode as 50th as no, this one. This is the most 50th. Like, it's just a silver fox. It's just going out there. Getting its groove back. That's mm. right. Just, mm. yeah. <laughs> I feel like we should go burn our ex's clothes now. Or yeah, I know, like right? But go to go to Jamaica, fall in love with Tay Diggs. Yeah. You know, but uh, we can dream, can't we? Anyway, yeah. we've essentially become drunk with power. Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, we could do anything. Yeah. You know, they're not going to be... You know, inviting us to the White House Correspondence uh, Dinner. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anytime soon. Oh, man. If if they invited us to that, they'd be... I think we'd be shot. Yeah, <laughs> we'd probably be court-martialed. <laughs> it's like, like we're not even in the military. fucking army! <laughs> You're court-martialed, son. <laughs> Stand against that wall. I regret nothing <laughs> with my final breath. I curse Zoidberg. And then they just pummel us with pies. Yeah. Like, you know. That's odd. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't expect that, you know. Lemon meringue. Yeah. Death by pie. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Pablo tried to eat his way out. <laughs> he almost made it, but then there was coconut. <laughs> And I'm allergic to coconut. <laughs> oh. His face swelled up to the size <laughs> of a tangerine. Can you do the Macho Man, Randy Savage? Your Macho Man is amazing. <laughs> like, I've I listened to, like, a few. I've been listening to our show. Um <laughs> And the part where you start going into the into Macho Man, this is kind of just turning into a retrospective now. <laughs> it's like, hey, remember when we were awesome? <laughs> I remember. Ooh, for real, you know. <laughs> that's a really, really random request, there, brother. <laughs> it's tough. It's like you, in the, is the tough in the it's tough. It's tough on the throat. It's tough on the float. Bone saw is ready. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dig it. 
I'm just going to take this beer. I'm going to empty it. I'm going to shove it up your ass. And then I'm going to drop the elbow on you. That's great. I love that. God, that's I, I don't know how that guy survived so, so many years just talking like that. I know, that. right? I, I wonder if we brought this up. Was that how he actually spoke? I think or? that's how he actually speaks. Like, that's I like to imagine that he spoke that way throughout the ages. So it's like, um, you know. Must have been a rough childhood. Yeah, I know. Seven minus six is, yes, Randy. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that's why he didn't get that role of... Um, <laughs> The voice of the Kool-Aid guy, you know, yeah. he just kept doing it way too intense for a uh, a sugar-colored drink. <laughs> he was he was a drama. And Randy Savage was a drama guy, geek. He was uh, he was, was he into, yeah he was to be or not to be. <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> God. <laughs> he tried to be like the uh, the chorus on Ferris Bueller on that like fame famous Ferris Bueller track. Bow, bow. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, Randy, it's, it's too intense. Just like, what? <laughs> I think fucking Jeff Goldblum auditioned for that same role. He's like, mm, bow, bow. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I really hope that Jeff Goldblum has like a large part in this new Jurassic World movie. He has to. I mean, like, I, I he's have, deliberating to the Senate. There has to be some kind of... I just have a feeling like he they just paid him for that one scene. I I don't think he's in any other part of the movie. Well, you should... I mean, like, did you... Did you have you seen or remember Jurassic Park 2? Yes. Okay. Uh, what did you think of that movie? That movie, you know... In retrospect, <laughs> sucked. They made that with an H. <laughs> it sucked. They made that movie because the first movie made so much money. It was it was eventually the Infinity War of its day because people were just like there are, there are real dinosaurs in this movie. I don't know how they did it, but there are real dinosaurs. Yeah. Um. So everybody went inside. So they're just like, yeah, we got to make another movie, and it just so happened that Michael Crichton wrote a second book so he could have put anything in that i book. doubt he wrote in that scene where uh ian malcolm's daughter the gymnast <laughs> gymnastic kicks a velociraptor out of a fucking window that's like the kind of ridiculous level um thing like the th thing that comes up in media just like the fucking puma attack in 24. What the, oh God. I will never let go of that Puma. Like, I won't. That's like on the list of things I never thought I'd ever see on the show 24. Like, I, like there's a checklist. It's like Jack Bauer taking ass, kicking names. <laughs> taking ass, kicking That's a reference to later. Um, that's on top. Like, Puma Attack is way... It's not even on the list. But you got to admit, if you take any failing scene that you've ever seen in the history of cinema or TV and add a Puma Attack, <laughs> the scene is automatically kicked up a notch. It's like, true. Like, next time we watch, like, one of the... Uh, listeners, we love to just 
sit down on a weekend and just watch a terrible movie and, yes. and laugh our asses off. But sometimes it gets so painful, it's hard to get through the scene. But now we have this mental device. It's yes. just like, you know what this scene could use? A puma a attack. A puma attack, that's right. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking about, like, old Pee-wee, Pee-wee's Playhouse episodes. <laughs> He was like, oh, someone's at the door, you know. <laughs> well, who could it be? Ah! You know? <laughs> it's a fucking vicious puma attack. <laughs> oh, no. The puma's eating his face. <laughs> ah, the word of the day, face. <laughs> As it's like gnawing on his chest. <laughs> we just made it dark, okay? That, fulfilled, uh, yeah. that fulfills our segment for the day. <laughs> Though I gotta say, with Pee Wee's Playhouse, <laughs> it's not that difficult to make it dark. Yeah. There you, oh yeah. Of course, of course. You could tell there was darkness just underneath the surface of every misformed door and piece of furniture in that place. Well, you know, it started off like with like it had like adult jokes. It was like very like yeah, you know yeah, it's like light burlesque kind mm-hmm. of comedy. Um, but yeah, it was a uh, man. I love. He was play ass. Despite the fact, you know, everyone says he's a pervert, but what he was a pervert. Well, he got caught in a porno theater jerking off. Like, <sighs> yeah, that's true. Like, what? Yeah, I know, right? You know, if he if he wasn't if he didn't have that show, nobody would have gave a damn. There have been millions of loads <laughs> left on the floor of, of, of theaters such as that. Heretofore unknown. Did you really use the word heretofore? Yes, I did. <laughs> Dork! <laughs> I'm proud of it. Yet, because he had this quote-unquote kid show, they're like, <gasps> Pee Wee Herman was jerking his dick. <laughs> it's like, first of all, I think you, you should just be happy that it didn't have like a face and a voice on it. Oh, you know? yeah, right? He, I, like, he put googly eyes on his dick, and he's like... Mr. Penis? <laughs> sure thing, Mr. Penis! <laughs> Whoa! That was a good Pee-wee impression just there. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I'll admit, I've been, I've been really working on my Pee-wee lately. <laughs> like, at work. Oh, like... <laughs> Fill out these invoices, kids! <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> all right that's we, we gotta we gotta like segue into the actual show oh that's right that's right <laughs> fuck no more shenanigans i wanted to get down to the brass tacks and talk about like michelle wolf and the white house correspondence well that dinner. was a fucking epic evening like yes. she she went in she's just like i'm I'm the comedian. I'm the one who gets to like sock it to them. And boy, did she. Yeah. Fucking what's her name? Um, sounds like she has two last names. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah. You you can tell that she was uh, that she was bothered because she couldn't say shit. No. She just had to sit there and take it. Jeff Ross, uh, Roastmaster General Jeff Ross. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrote a um, a piece about like the whole thing and he re- outlined like rules for attending the White House Correspondence Dinner which is like A. Donald Trump should have shown up and not sent his lackeys uh-huh. and B. like take the joke like <laughs> even if it's not funny 
like take the joke. It's like it's better to take the joke than look like a fucking dumbass. Like absolutely, just sitting there humorless. <laughs> um, because it, it makes it makes it all awkward and awful. Absolutely, and you know. And, and it makes, makes and it makes them look like fucking snowflakes. Like yeah. everything that they complain, we are absolutely, absolutely. There's, oh, I'm offended at her jokes, which was the point of the evening. Like, well, they try to spin it in saying that that uh, Michelle Wolf was was picking on Sarah Huckabee Sanders's looks, which she wasn't. She was just saying that her lies. Like she makes her lies into like uh, an eyeshadow, yeah. <laughs> which is, which is correct. She was actually complimenting like the shadowy look, yeah. on her eyes, which was made of her own burnt yeah, lies. Right. <laughs> she was like, maybe it's Maybelline, maybe it's lies. That that part, <laughs> that part killed me. I was like, that's that's great. That's a great joke. Um, <laughs> Just because it's so blunt. <laughs> oh, man. Like, she came in, like, swinging, and she just burned that motherfucker down. But then the White House Correspondents Association, like, threw, on her, threw Michelle Wolf under the bus saying that, like, oh, she doesn't represent uh, the, 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 the same sentiments as we do or whatever. And it's like, you fucking invited her. Oh, my God. You see, just just because of the on the strength of that alone, I'm definitely going to tune into her Netflix show. Yes, absolutely. Just because, like, I, I want to support her. I feel and fucking <laughs> Kathy Griffin was there. Kathy Griffin, yes, she was there. Yes, she, she said she still <laughs> when when people started like you know like oh she's she's really going in on us. She stood up and fucking clapped and for clapped. Her. Yeah, she was the lone clapper. At <laughs> one point, someone claps in the background, and I was like, and then uh, Michelle Wolf acknowledges. She's like, ah, one person, and then I was like, holy shit, who was that person? <laughs> who was that hero? It was and Kathy it's fucking Griffin. Kathy Griffin. That's awesome. <laughs> I can't. First of all, th that just tells you that they were asking that night to get uh, made fools of, meaning, you know, these uh, the White House Correspondent Dinner uh, fucking committee. It's like they invited Kathy Griffin. Yeah. Like, yeah, you guys tried to ruin her. Yeah, she apologized, but she since took that shit back months ago. But then she she like I think she was on The View or something. And then uh, they asked her about it, and she's like, "No, I'm I'm taking that apology back." Yeah. And then she was like, "Fuck him." Yeah. <laughs> Good I for was her. Like, yeah. All right. Good for her. Yeah. Like, it's like they. This is they're going after a dude that like called Rosie O'Donnell a pig. Yeah. Has is notorious for just being a piece of shit, and all of a sudden he's just like, oh, "How dare they? How dare they go after?" How dare this filthy comedian go after, it's like, you know, really, Mr. Grab him by the pussy. Yeah. And you're a get the hell out of oh, here. Fuck that guy, man. Um, well, I mean, like uh, lately, I feel like I feel like it's end times for, for 45. You think um, so? Yeah. I don't know. There's something about like the way they were reporting that. Um, Muller is going to subpoena his ass. Yeah. Yeah. They basically gave him uh, the take home test of, <laughs> of, uh, of his, you know, of, of his line of questioning. 
Really? And yeah, because, you know, the the questions, like the kind of questions that Mueller's going to ask Trump leaked. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Trump now has time to prep, but um, Trump is the type of, I feel like, Trump is the type of person. He reminds me of Homer Simpson when, uh, when uh, Sideshow Bob was after Bart, and then uh, the FBI was trying to retrain Homer Simpson into accepting the fact that now his name was Mister Thompson. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> hello, Mister Thompson. I think he's talking <laughs> to you. <laughs> like that's how I think. Uh, the like because because Trump does not do well under questioning. Like he's like he's a fucking idiot. He he trips over his words. He repeats himself a lot. He contradicts yeah. himself. He actually was like, okay, so I lied. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. He just he just fucking lets the shit roll out of his mouth. Yeah. I hope that Mueller uh, does like a he he just switches the line of questioning. He just does like a crossover on him. It's like you know. So in Infinity War, <laughs> when Tony Stark came at him with the sword, from what angle did he come? What? I don't like the Avengers. I like the DC Universe. I like Suicide Squad the most. Oh, he would say yeah. some shit like that. Because of the broad that was dancing. You know, that's... Was, ugh. <laughs> ugh. I bet it's, right. it's, it's not even going to be hard for Molly. He's going to be like, he'll be asking him one question. He's going to be like, was the Russian collusion? He'll be like, yes. No. What? Hey. <laughs> this is fake news. This is all fake news. It's happening live. <laughs> oh, that. Ah, crap. <laughs> Please, let's get this guy out of the yeah, office. Like, seriously, somebody. It does feel like end times a little bit. I mean, like, I think. Both, I think the doctor just his doctor flipped on him. Oh my god, that doctor! Was... Um, he looks like a fucking um, skinny Bruce Valanche. <laughs> <laughs> his doctor. I was surprised that like how transparent that was. It's like like uh, being told a joke and then realizing the how funny the joke was while you're going down the stairs because it's something like i should have known from the beginning because like what doctor would say like this is the healthiest man in all of history you know it's like really (laughs) real this like you wrote that like he like that doctor wrote that no the doctor was threatened and had to take dictation from fucking trump so he lied i wonder what well the didn't the um didn't the authorities like raid his office as well, not raid his office. No, um, uh, fucking Trump's um, Trump's uh, bodyguard raided uh, the doctor's office. No, um, because uh, uh, Trump's doctor, as he was flipping on him, was like, "Yeah, that's not his natural hair." Like a doy, <laughs> um, <laughs> and the nation is shocked. And, but it was, it, but this is how fragile. 45's ego is like he hears that he's like have him killed you know oh. and he just like gets his bodyguard to raid that guy that that doctor's uh you know you know his office and get all of his medical records out of there oh. but anyway oh, what a fucking asshole yeah i know hey well uh, 
you know, the thing uh, while that's happening, it looks like we're staring down the barrel of staring down the barrel. Um, <laughs> what's the what's the good way of saying staring staring down the barrel? Like we're on the edge of no, that's suicidal too. On the cusp of on the cusp of Korean peace. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're staring down the barrel of peace, people. It's just a shotgun full of flowers. Pull your loved ones close. <laughs> peace is coming. Yeah, that was um, fucking surprising and yeah. kind of interesting to see. I wonder how it's really going to play out, though. But it was interesting to see uh, Kim Jong-un walk across that border, shake hands with the South Korean president. And then, like, you think the moment's over... And he says, like, hey, you want to you want to step into North Korea for a second? He's like, really? Like, Holy shit. Like, and then they just stepped back across and then shook hands there, too. And it was just like everybody was like, oh, shit, that's kind of cool. And then they stepped back into South Korea. They're and, talking about denuclearization. You know, that you, that whole when you kept saying that thing that would constantly scare me where you were like, hey, we're going to eventually talk to all of our <laughs> listeners from inside a bunker because missiles will be in the yeah. air. You know, whenever you would say that and freak me out, um, I was I would secretly pray for this moment where it was just like, maybe, maybe we'll get to peace. Well, I mean... And then I'd eat my feelings, you know, just like (laughs) eat a burger and okay, all right, (laughs) cry, because tears make the best spice. (laughs) Okay, so moving along. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um. So yeah, there might be peace between North and South Korea. God damn, dude. Uh, but, you know, over the years, uh, North Korea has learned how to, like, ease away from the whole uh, nuclear specter uh, to calm the world down, to get the sanctions loosened on their country. And then at some point, you know, they start saber rattling again, blowing shit up underneath a mountain. Oh, one interesting article I read, though, is that uh, one possible reason that the uh, North Korean regime came to the table is that the mountain that they've been te- one of the mountains that they've been testing their um nukes under has come alive that well oh, okay <laughs> almost okay almost it's like it's it they, it's been like hollowed out and the radioactive material is starting to leak holy shit is it, that real yeah that's that's one possibility it's going to take time to fully realize whether that actually happens but oh man yeah yeah and it's like close to the border of uh, china as well so they're probably not going to be happy about that <laughs> yeah right of course <laughs> so yeah just like do you know that our, our air smells like burning <laughs> <laughs> i'm just uh, korea north korea the- <laughs> Anybody noticed that we're being overrun by kaiju? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I like to think that fucking China is, uh, is um, what's it called? Mr. Wilson from next door. It's like, <laughs> Kim Jong-un. <laughs> I'm calling John Boyega. <laughs> <sighs> oh, those movies sucked. I'm yeah. sorry. 
The second one. <laughs> the second one. The first one was good. Second yeah. one not so good. I was really disappointed they didn't they didn't use the um the Pacific Rim theme to good effect. It was like it was like It was it, like a hip hop version. Yeah. It's like, no, no, that's not what this is about. <laughs> like hip hop is cool and stuff, but like when you're in a giant robot fighting a monster, it's metal. Yeah, absolutely you know? literally, right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, right, right. <laughs> And they actually did location scouting for Pacific Rim I know. too, as we saw from those uh, Microsoft Surface commercials. Yeah, it was always like the lady was just like, oh, no, "How would I fit a giant robot in this stadium?" Oh, it's like, "Fuck you! I'm trying to get to my movie. Go away!" <laughs> oh man, hey, I'm not gonna be too mad at her because she got a check off of that. Yeah, of course. Anyway, we're straying very far from the topic of Korean peace. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, we wish those crazy cats out there uh, <laughs> the best of luck. Do you they're, they're they're talking about now? I don't know. This is probably just all Internet rumors and hearsay. But like they're talking about giving Kim Jong Un the Nobel Peace Prize? Oh my God! Oh my God! And so oh. I'm like, if I, if either him or Donald Trump get the Nobel Peace Prize, I give up. Fuck the prize. Fuck the world. Fuck the prize. Fuck the world. Fuck the prize. It's like, oh my goodness, you're establishing peace with South Korea. Here's this. What? You you still have death prisons? Yeah. Oh, we'll we'll just ignore that for now. Yeah. You know. <laughs> That's that's also another thing. If um, North and South Korea are reunified, right? Are they, what are they going to do with Kim Jong Un? He's a war criminal. Yeah, no, they're not going to reunify within his lifetime. Really? They're yeah. expecting him to like OD on steak. <laughs> it can happen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's okay, people. I'm fat, so I can shame other fat. <laughs> You know, somebody, one, one of the uh, one of my coworkers today was just like, you know, you should probably lay off the self-deprecation so much. And I was like, no, <laughs> this is America. <laughs> uh, anyway, we straight up. We, <laughs> we this keeps going off the rails. So, yeah, I don't it's think it's been a week. <laughs> it's been a week. I don't think North and South Korea are going to become one country. I think, though, they might open up some channels of trade. Barely, though. Because I don't think Kim Jong Un and his peeps are going to be giving up their vice-like grip uh, of fear on their people anytime soon. Okay, they're going to play nice for the international community. Try to put like a sticker on a mound of shit, but you can still smell the shit. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. We'll see. It's a crazy world. It is a crazy it's world. It's a crazy world, and I do maintain that we could still uh, experience the day where uh, missiles are in the air. Oh, no. Because well, they're not the only one with nukes. Yeah, that's right. They're not the only a, one. You're talking about like Russian missiles, right? Um, Russian missiles or <laughs> fucking India and Pakistan, you know. Yeah. Shit could just pop off any second, you know. Israel and Iran, right? Israel and fucking Iran. Israel and everyone. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know? But, you know, they're, they're still not on record as officially having them. Because their their official position is we will not be the first to introduce it, these weapons to this region, you know. So what? Who said that? Israel. Israel. Okay. Yeah, it's the official position, even though everybody knows 
they've got the nukes. It's like, you know, it's like they're walking around with their shirt full of nukes. They're like, you know, what's under your shirt? <laughs> they're like, nothing. <laughs> you know, so. Like a new, like a missile falls out from underneath <laughs> their feet, and they're just like, "Don't look! It's my glasses." <laughs> uh, that's a horrible accent. Uh, uh, we get what you mean. Um. All right, so I'm looking down the list, and uh, there's. Uh, Don't tell them we have a list. Oh come on, man! I can. We can say whatever we want. This is our show. Oh, you mean like the topic list? I thought yeah, you the meant topic the. List. I thought you meant the other list. The hit, like the hit list of oh, names. No, of course not. <laughs> We're looking at you, Carrot Top. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <sighs> that's enough of that. <laughs> my my bloodlust is satiated <laughs> for this week. <laughs> so we we gotta address the elephant in the room. Um. Which I won. <laughs> Through a radio contest. I wonder what the hell that thing's doing here. <laughs> How do you clean up its shits? Yeah. I, I, I approach it. You know, I, I let my wife do that. Yeah. Ah, well, of course. <laughs> I just look at it like Dr. Ian Malcolm, and I'm just like, that is a big policy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I knew you put that in your nuptials for some reason. <laughs> to have and to hold sickness and in health. To clean up elephant shit. <laughs> Thought it was weird at the time, but hey, man, makes it's sense. Yeah. Practicality. <laughs> um, but we're we we're eventually going to talk about Infinity War because you know it's Infinity it's motherfucking inf- War. We finally saw it. We all the things that we were waiting for have finally come true, and um, <sighs> you know that's we're we're gonna try to do a spoiler free. Can we do a spoiler free? I'll try. Um, I'll try yeah. my best. Uh, a spoiler-free review of the movie. It's just going to be us going, yeah! <laughs> what, <laughs> what's going on right now that you're sweating profusely while recording the show? It's been... I haven't been getting very good sleep, I'll be honest with you. Okay. Like, um, I, I'm on a... Um, I have a CPAP machine for my sleep apnea, and it honestly feels like when I wear it, it feels like I'm drowning. And then, um, Jesus, you know, when it's late at night, I can't. I, I honestly, this is something that's you know, because I'm a fucking crazy person. I always think that um, my mind always races towards like the enemies that want me dead. So I'm like, maybe somebody like. Somebody who works at the CPAP machine factory (laughs) realized who they were shipping it out. These are honestly, like, I'm not even joking. These are honestly the thoughts that are going through my head. They saw my name, and they were just like, oh, you know, I'll rig it so that at a certain hour it turns off and this motherfucker will just drown. So, uh, I know that makes me sound crazy, but, I mean, that's that's just the way. No, not at all. Um... (laughs) So who's working? Don't reach for your gun. Who's working at these CPAP uh, factories? Like it could be anyone. Do you realize how many people I've offended with this show alone? <laughs> well, it is true. Yeah, uh, listeners, you can always uh, 
right into Pablo Martinez hey, at hey, Rick. Hey, 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 hey. hey, you can't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is because I refuse to call them Taylons and I call them Tazon Taylons. Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> See? Tell me you're not like you wouldn't, you know, fix up a CPAP machine if you worked at the factory. Uh, I got my eye on you, man, CEO. Rig up a CPAP machine to just like... <laughs> to just explode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, time to breathe easy. This smells like gas. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. It just smells like glazed ham on the block throughout the week. God. <laughs> Well, a lot of self-deprecation on tonight's geez. episode. Well, I mean, it's done on our fiftieth. Well, I mean, you do that because you are Pablo Morales Martinez. Yes, and you are Ernesto Mancibo. And I guess together we are robots, robots versus, versus taxes. taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> God, that was smooth. The fiftieth episode. Shit. That's how we do it. Yes, the fiftieth. The fiftieth of the fiftieth. <laughs> We're gonna end it on a cliffhanger. <laughs> You'll just have to wait around for part two. Yeah. Or maybe we'll uh, uh, conclude that cliffhanger during our 100th episode. Oh, shit. Ah. Uh-uh. Uh, let's let's all be real. The world will probably not be here. <laughs> you keep saying that. Episode. Come on, man. Hey, listen. I only have to be right once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm constantly afraid of that. I'm constantly afraid of either like nukes or a tr- are my train being derailed i'm always like <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm glad you put both of those like in the same category like nuclear holocaust my impending doom from train derails yeah, like t- train derailing like always when i'm we're going over the bridge i'm always afraid that it's like oh fly off the edge and like and, and bust through like the side and then fall into the water yeah, exactly and but and the doors don't automatically open so the train car like slowly fills with water right, don't don't make me there just like oh oh no i'm and, telling you man you know, stop and there's like some damsel who's just like i can't swim and you're just like don't worry baby <laughs> and you're like and then you you're trying to bust open a window but it's it's not really glass it's plexiglass it's plexiglass yeah. which is impossible to break how will we get out I'll, like, i'm not on the train oh yeah I chose to like bike to work. Motherfucker. Or I chose or, or it was a sick day for me. I don't know. But I'm not on the train. Come it's, on. It's man. just you. And uh hey, you said it's your fear, not mine. So <laughs> train starts to fill up. Wait, and just she's like skip to the end. Skip to the end. We're Do- gonna drown. <laughs> and you realize you just need a few more seconds in order for the train to fill up so that you can like uh get out of the um semi open door at the end of the train so like you can swim out and then back to the surface but you're almost out of air so to survive you decide to grab this woman by the sides of her head suck out the air in her lungs (laughs) as she looks like an air vampire like an air vampire she looks at you like you son of a bitch and And then i'll just put my hand over her face face and and just just drown her smush her (laughs) go as you swim your way to freedom and after you burst like After you burst through the surface, you're just like, you yell to the sky. You're like, Philadelphia! (laughs) (laughs) 
fade to black. What's crazy about that? Is that the way Philadelphia ends? That's the you know that's you, you swear that's how it ends. <laughs> to tell you the truth, I wish that's how it ended, because it because that movie ends so like on such a melancholic note. Like it still haunts me to this day. I wish it would have ended in a that weird way. Tom Hanks is just standing in the middle, you know, yeah. of some square because every city has a square. Right, right, right. Just Philadelphia. Denzel joins them. Philadelphia. And some lady like spreading like temp tea cream cheese just like falls <laughs> to her death. Oh my god. Finn. Ah. <laughs> oh. Finn. That would have been a great ending. That would have been a great ending. Artsy. I you have know? to say, this is a really weird show. It's, it's like. So, so yeah. Oh, so man. next time you have that nightmare about being on the train, <laughs> just know there's another way. There's another way to end it. So. Oh man, you you really know how to paint a scene. <laughs> oh my god. So in pop culture, uh, what do you want to touch yes. on? Yes. Um, well, we have to talk about a quiet place, right? We didn't do a review for that. That's right. Um, so it was great. It really was fucking great. If you haven't seen this movie, just go, you know, do yourself a favor. Just go. Just yeah. go. Yeah. Um, uh, but the acting in it, the premise of, you know, having to live in a world where you must be silent. Otherwise, it means your death. It, it, it gives it gives the movie this tension that is enjoyable to be in. There's enough story and emotional content to really tie you um, to the characters. And I, and I got to say, even though it, it might have been uh, marketed as such, I, it didn't strike me as a horror movie. It was it was a survivalist it was a thriller movie. movie. It was yeah. a thriller. It reminded me a little bit of Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Well, the movie was almost a Cloverfield movie. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. But uh but yeah, it it was in that way that it was a tiny cast, like a simple premise mm-hmm. and just like they ratchet they that that director/actor John Krasinski really knows how to ratchet up the tension. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um uh plus like there was only one beef I had with that movie. Okay. Which was, you know what I'm going to say, the baby. Well, in the movie, spoilers, people, but in the movie. um, You laughed like crazy during that part when they when they got the baby. What do you mean? They uh, got the baby. The. Oh, you. I thought you meant like the kid. Oh, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) You're like. (laughs) No, that's not true. Stupid shit. (laughs) Well, when they kid the when they killed the first kid, yeah. Ah, uh, well, God, I didn't. I, shuttle I, I didn't. Save you I this didn't. <laughs> Where'd you got now, little kid? <laughs> um, no, I um, I 
my God, this is going to make me sound like such an asshole. I did not feel sympathetic for that kid. You can write to us at oh, come on, Robots vs. Taxes at Rating. <laughs> uh, I, I, like, that kid knew that he was living in a world of monsters and he still puts batteries in a fucking space shuttle. Um, I think the kid was, what, two or three? He looked like he was, like, four or five. That's old enough to know better. Really? Old enough to know better. So you didn't do stupid shit when you were four or five? Even though you knew you weren't supposed no, to. No, my parents raised me right. Not like these fucking like, you know, these these parents in a quiet place. They're I bet you like, if I call up your sister right now, she could tell me different. I'm calling. No, don't make the call. I'm really tempted to like call her right now. No, don't. She's up. asleep at this hour. Why is she asleep at this hour? Because she goes to sleep very early. Unlike us degenerates that stay up to record a show <laughs> she's asleep she wakes up at 5 a.m so she can get her in her fucking workout and go to work she works out before going to yeah. work god damn it's probably why she's, she's so like, it's probably why she's so fucking successful yeah i know Jesus. exactly <laughs> meanwhile we're just like <laughs> quiet place those monsters and venom we're gonna make this work god damn it we'll have the last laugh us and Kim Jong Un. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be sharing a flat together, Greenpoint. With the same haircut. Oh my God! I'll, just, <laughs> yeah. I'll draw mine in. You'll, you'll draw your. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should do? You should do the Trump word. Just grow it. I just grow it and like yeah. <laughs> kerfuffle it at the top. Yeah. Well, quiet place, people. Go see it. <laughs> I, I I can't hold off anymore. Like, You want to talk about Infinity War? Yes, I do. A lot of people are talking about how it's one of those movies that subverts your expectations, and it totally does. There were moments in that movie where I just was like, it almost felt like I my mind couldn't process, process so you, I can't, I'm still <laughs> over my words. Um, it couldn't process how how amazing certain things about it were that I was like, I felt like I was missing, th- like, before <laughs> the next thing was happening. Do you ever get that? Where it's just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, and you completely forget the previous scene where you're just like, that was awesome. Yeah. But now this is awesome. Um, it was like, small details. Like, uh, I was kind of marveling at the... Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> I was marveling. ching <laughs> At when uh, when Doctor Strange's cape reacted to Tony Stark touching yes, something, I love that part. <laughs> and he was just the look Tony gives to the cape. She's like, okay, okay then. But then there were like that seed had so many fucking cool moments in it because like, all right, I'm not giving anything away because so uh, Tony's like, what's the timetable for you know? this supposed invasion that's going to happen. And then Bruce Banner tells him, we don't know. He's coming. It could be days. It could be now. It could be at any moment. And he's like, all right, maybe we have some time. And then there's this very, there's this quiet moment where, uh, Tony looks around and he, you, you, something over the soundtrack takes over. It's like this eerie wind. Mm -hmm. And then Tony 
looks outside and people just start running past the building. Yeah. And I was like, this is great. This is a great visual uh, gag. There are no words. It's all just like you're just seeing like the fact that something is wrong here. Something's amiss. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That fucking sealed it for me. It was, I was like, that, perfect. that is great. That is great. Because you're not seeing anything. You just know something right off the bat is wrong. And, you know, with Thanos, it's like once it once he shows up, shit's about to get fucked. The And during that quiet moment uh, that you that you mentioned, um, they managed to put to put in like a drop of comedy because um, I think Bruce Banner is telling him like, dude, just, no, no, it, it wasn't him. It was somebody else was telling him, like, just call Steve. Just call him. Yeah, that was those Bruce. And he yeah. and he pulls out the, the, the phone that Steve Rogers left <laughs> left him and the camera focuses in on it and you hear Tony Stark's voice go flip phone. Yeah, but you hear it so so subtly in the background that I'm I, I don't feel I feel like certain people didn't even catch that. Flip phone. Like even things are so dire he can't get over the fact <laughs> Captain Burke is using low tech. It's like <laughs> it's like Tony Stark might as well have just been holding a rock. Yeah, like it's just like what the fuck? Smoke is signals. This? <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but when they stepped out into the street, and uh, they're confronted, right? Yeah, they're yeah. confronted by the by one of the members of the Black Order. Yeah. Um. Whew. Man, you knew it was own. Who's your favorite member of the Black Order? Oh man, because um, I feel like everybody has the same, like, it has the same favorite member of that. The one who I forget his name. The one who was torturing Doctor Strange. Ma, yeah, yeah the, the Ma, the Ma, yeah. It's just he was just per the way they animated him. It was like straight out the comic. And they and his personality just shone through. Like yeah. he's a sadistic piece of shit. He is the he is the acolyte of Thanos. Yes. You know? Just like in all these years, I have never failed Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. I I really enjoyed that about it. I don't know who did the voice for that, but whoever they got was like this most smarmiest British person. Yes. On the face of the planet. He's <laughs> um, just and and it's just so so presumptuous. It's like. Rejoice, for even in death, you're all children of Thanos. It's like, who the fuck is this guy? Uh, I felt like they almost were trying to invoke a little bit of the unworthy Thor uh, because he had to go on this. That's right. That's right. You know, he had to go and uh, get a weapon. Uh, folks, we're going to hit you with like, the spoiler heavy like full review probably next probably episode next week yeah something like that but um yeah just just trying to get that weapon it's just like oh he had to uh he had to endure some shit yeah 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 it was um his journey is one of the it's all good it's like the the whole movie is good but his story in particular was a very solid like journey like yeah. i really really loved his journey this was very much for the fans. Yes. Who stuck through from the beginning from but Iron Man. I feel like it's so ingrained in our culture, the Marvel movies, that, I mean, like, 
I feel like everybody and their mother, like I've seen it twice already. It feels like everybody knows what's happening mm -hmm. and who these characters are. Because we've practically grown up with these. It's been 10 years. 10 years. 10 years, like, with these characters. And, um, you know, they've all gotten their movies, so we all know who they are. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and we've seen them. <laughs> there, uh, I also wanted to bring up, upon the second viewing of uh, Infinity War, um, I started to note uh, what could be an ugly trend which is screaming children, um, <laughs> <laughs> crying, screaming children who walked out of the movie crying because, you know, it's no, it's no secret that um, superheroes die in the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't think their parents were fully prepared for how dark. This movie is a fucking dark yes. ass movie. The, the ending was, it sort of leaves you like punched in the gut and you're like, and the characters are there with the same feeling that you have. That's what makes it so yeah. visceral. It's like you were in Wakanda, you know? Yeah. Um, exactly. And it, it just like, when you think like, when you're like, it can't possibly end this way, credits. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, uh, they're like, if you see it again, uh, you'll probably take notice of that. But I, I couldn't, I was like amazed when T'Challa was, uh, welcoming, uh, Captain America and, <laughs> um, Oh, I know what you're going to say. And. Bruce Banner was talking to uh, Winter Soldier. He was just like, so, so, so do I bow? Is He's it, talking to Rhodey. He's to like, Rhodey, yeah, 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 pardon me. And, and Rhodey was like, yeah, he's a king, you know? And so he, then he got in front of T'Challa and he bowed. He was just like, your highness. He was just like, T'Challa was just like, no, no, we don't do that here. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite moment. My favorite interaction is at a, because I'm so partial to Tony mm -hmm. is um, when uh, Tony's with he meets the Guardians of the Galaxy right, and he's talking to Peter Quill about a plan. He needs like they're trying to come up with a plan to fight Thanos, mm -hmm. and behind him, Mantis and Drax are just like <laughs> goofing off. <laughs> And then uh, Tony turns to Peter Quill and he's like, uh, so uh, what do they do? <laughs> and then Mantis goes, we take ass and we kick names. <laughs> and there's a look that comes over Tony's face like, all right, so we're all dead. That was I such a great one. was like, this is amazing. He, amazing. He really did look like, wow, these these aren't my Avengers. No, like, this is, I, I don't know what to do here. What am I doing here? <laughs> it's like, it's just all these guys and the kid. That's it. Yeah. But, yeah. So, 
as you can tell, folks, we have so much more to say about this film, but we'll save that for the next juicy episode yes. for, for the quintessential 51st episode. Yes. Yes. 51. 51. The one that counts. Yeah. 51st <laughs> issue of Robots versus Taxes. That's right. All right, dear listeners, <laughs> I'm Ernesto Mancivo. And I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus taxes. taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. You have yourself a great 50th episode. Yeah. 50th song of the week.